and welcome to Ordinary People, Extraordinary Lives here on Word of Mom Radio. My name is Jeanette Paxia. I started this show after I was a nurse on the floor and I had all of these patients who had these stories that they didn't get to tell anybody. They didn't get to share them with anybody. And I realized that we all have stories. We all have challenges that we've gone through and we made it through to the other side and we have stories to tell and share with others to help them. I also believe we all have our own unique superhero traits and use those to not only bring us happiness, but to move through challenges. Today on the show, I have Michelle Wyman. Michelle is one of my favorite people. I met her husband first, Christoph, and they are just a power couple. And then I was fortunate enough to meet Michelle, spend some time with her. She's an awesome person and she's doing a lot in this world to help others. She's also a nurse and been in the medical field for a long time. So we have a lot of things in common. Welcome, Michelle. How are you today? Thank you so much. And I'm fantastic. Thank you for taking the time to be on the show today. Do you want to give our audience a brief intro about you? Absolutely. I'm Michelle Wyman. I have been a nurse for 30 years. In those 30 years, I've seen a lot, done a lot. And then from there, I've always wanted to do a little bit more. I always wanted to do more. And now I'm head of a hospital in Las Vegas and my body starts craving or my soul starts craving for something else. And that something else is reaching out to people individually. And so I do life coaching. I do, I run retreats. I have a book called Dare to Care, which is me plus 17 other healthcare superheroes. And we're sharing stories of resilience, hope, and inspiration. It was a work of heart and Yeah, that's kind of me in a nutshell. In addition to being married and having three kids, one, I don't know, a whole bunch of grandbabies and then five dogs. (laughs) And then five dogs. And their dogs are adorable. I love the healthcare superheroes. As you know, my, all of my stuff is superhero themed. We have that in common, finding that superhero within, connecting to your inner superhero and just helping others. I love that you said your soul calling out to you. I love to talk to people about things in their past and things that they've gone through. And I think about when you're 12 years old, when you're 12 years old, for one thing, you think you know everything. Uh, For the second thing, you think you're not going to get through these things that are like, we think they're difficult at the time, but they're not. But we also just have these ideas in our head and things we're going through. If you could go back and talk to your 12 year old self, what would you tell that person? There's a couple of things that I'd like to share with young Michelle. And one is following your path, following the path that is written and know that it's, it's all going to work out. It's going to be okay. At the, by the time Michelle was 12, she had already gone through the divorce of her parents and everything that's that involved. And she'd gone through a, a lot already as we all have. And she did know everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she did know. She knew everything at 12. <laughs> More than she should have at, right. at 12 years old. And I would just like to be able to reach out and tell her, this is going to work out. It's going to be okay. I like that. I like that a lot. Sometimes just when you're going through something and you're in the midst of it, you you don't see the light at the end of the tunnel. You don't see that other side, but just keep following that path. And I also have learned that sometimes, even though it's very difficult, 
most of the time you're going through that so that you can help others later with experience and what you learned at the time. Exactly. exactly so right. just hold on and just continue on the path. Yes. I know yes. that you've had many, many, many accomplishments, a lot of things that you've done. What's one thing that really stands out as an accomplishment and how did you get through that? Or what were obstacles that you had to overcome to get through that? Having my kids and raising healthy kids are, are my highest accomplishment. Okay, now we got that out of the way. So <laughs> becoming a nurse was a huge accomplishment. I, I got pregnant when I was 16 years old. And by the time I was 24 years old, I had three kids. Um, I had a husband who was not only unsupportive, but was actually the absolute opposite of being supportive, whatever that word is. In order for me, he allowed me to go to nursing school. He didn't, he didn't help me take care of the kids. I would take the kids to school, go to nursing school, come home, make dinner, take care of the kids for, for the evening. Then when everybody was in bed, I could study. I still work. I work on the weekends. I work and studied whenever I could fit it in. And the fact is that I scored a high enough score in nursing school. I only got one B and in nursing school. And that, that was one of my biggest accomplishments was just completing that. It's difficult. And getting getting through it. And then, you know, getting through the marriage that I was in, I was married for 28 years. It was an abusive relationship. And the higher up I went in nursing, the more contradictive he got because he yes. needed to hold me back. And my word for 2024 is unstoppable, but I think it's been my word my whole life, unstoppable and resilient. You know, my biggest accomplishment was getting through nursing school. And then my next one is the Dare to Care book. I mean, that was huge. It was a, a work of heart. I, I started off with working with a publisher and I was unable to stay with him and he did not, not, nothing wrong with him or me. But the fact is that I couldn't sell, you know, it was just, it was, I want, I, I had a different vision for the book. That's what I'll say. And completing this book with just me and my husband, Christoph, putting it together and finding the, the authors. And that's just such a huge accomplishment to create something, a safe place for people to be able to write. But then I had to go through the book and say, take out names and names of facilities because I didn't want the names of facilities in there. Cause I didn't want the facility, the hospital to come back and say, Hey, you didn't have permission to use our name. And so taking all that stuff out, it was, and I thought that that was, and it became a number one bestseller on Amazon. It's a really, really good book. Anyone that's listening, it is a very, very good book. I loved it. Absolutely loved it and absolutely recommend it. As you know, we have a million things in common. I feel like every minute there's one more thing. I remember when I was getting my master's degree and I would put the kids to bed and stay up and write my paper, study for my test and get only a few hours sleep. At this moment now, I can't imagine that I was able to do that. You know, take care of the kids, get them to where they needed to go, work, house and everything else. And also was in a marriage that wasn't the greatest. So we have that in common too. And it is a huge accomplishment to get through that. At the time, you just you just keep going. You just keep doing it. Your goal is so big that it gets you there no matter how little sleep you're getting, you know, everything. Not that that's good. I'm not, I'm not saying that's good to get little sleep, but you know, you get to you get to the end. Follow the path. <laughs> as, we, the path. as you said. Like I told the 12-year-olds, just stay yes. with it. Just keep going. And there is that. And look at all the things you've done because of it and all the people that you've helped because of it. 
in addition to being a mom and raising your, your kids and doing all of the things that you're doing. And, you know, you have a wonderful husband now and you guys are doing great things together. So yeah, for a couple, at, you guys are a power couple. <laughs> my other big accomplishment in, in nursing was receiving the Daisy Award, being a Daisy Award recipient. Wow. For those who don't know, Daisy Award is an international award given to people who make a difference in someone's life. I received mine as a leader because I had, I helped a nurse who was in a volatile situation, get away and be safe. I helped her. I actually, Christoph and I, I called Christoph. I'm like, I need to help this person. We paid for her a hotel room. I gave her food and we got her into a safe situation. That's good. And That's that was what I got my Daisy Award for. And it's not easy, always easy. Uh, you know, I could go into all of that with you know, leaving right. and you did the same thing. It's not always easy to leave. So if you see someone, I always say, be the one, if you see someone who needs help, reach out to them, don't ignore it, you know, whatever you can do. And, and maybe you reach out and it doesn't work or they don't receive, but at least you're not just walking away, you know, be an upstander. Don't be a bystander, go ahead and help someone. And sometimes it's, it's awkward, but sometimes you have to say something because you're not sure like, I'm not sure if this person is in a healthy relationship. I would rather say, are you okay? Are you safe? And have her say, yes, I am. But put it in her mind. Because nobody ever asked me that. Nobody ever asked me how I got any bruises that I had on me. Right. Nobody asked. And in there. <laughs> now, if I see somebody, I'm like, holy cow, what'd you do? You know? And I'll ask them about their bruises. I'll ask them about you know, why they're consistently late for work instead of just putting them down for being consistently late. What's going on at home that's causing this? And you may have to reach out more than once or you may have to get them help them. They may not be willing to talk to you, but maybe they'll be willing to talk to somebody else. And I say this over and over and over after 20 years in the marriage that I was in. I mean, I have a wonderful husband now, my soulmate. Same. It's not always easy to leave. It's not always easy to leave. And people on the outside often say, oh, you could just do this and do that. And, you know, it's not always easy, especially when you have kids and you have ties and, you know, it, there's a lot of things that are tied to. So if you need help, please reach out to somebody if you can. And if you are seeing somebody who needs help, it may not, it may be more than once that you have to ask them or just say, hey, you know, I'm here when you need me. I'm here to listen. I'm here to help. I'm not here to judge. That was one of the worst things for me is the judging of, well, you know, you should leave, you should leave, you should leave. Well, it's not always that easy. So be that person for somebody if you can. Follow your intuition. If you think that there's an issue, there's often an issue. And with me, I work with kids a lot and teachers. You're the one that sometimes sees those kids the most, right? You see them. Do they have bruises on them? Are they, you know, is there something going on at home? Is there something going on at school? You know, see if you can reach out and help them because you may be the only one that they have that does that. Are they not getting enough food? Do they need clothes? Do they need shoes? I mean, please or be change, that one. A, a change in behavior. When all when they went from being outspoken child or being a vibrant child to all of a sudden they shrink in. What is the reason for that? You know, and you're looking at changes of behavior as well. Definitely. Or maybe all of a sudden they become aggressive. Instead of saying Johnny's aggressive, I'm going to call his mom. Let's figure out why Johnny's aggressive. What happened? What's the change? Well, as an anti-bullying speaker, I often say it's not only those being bullied that I help. It's those bullying because 
often they're bullying because it's an example or something's going on at home or they don't know how to react. They need help too. They have low self-esteem too. What can we do to change what they're doing so that their future doesn't include where they continue to bully and get worse and worse and worse? What can we do to reach out? So yeah, just reach out, be the one for somebody else. We both are very caring people. We want to make sure that we help others and whoever needed to hear that today, I hope you're really hearing me. <laughs> for real. I love to ask people this, and it may be what you've already said, but is there something that you're proud of that few people know? What's something that you've done that you haven't shared with everybody, or is there something that you can share? I think not a lot of people know that I was a candy striper as a kid. I worked (laughs) both as a candy striper. I wore the little red and white pinafore outfits, the whole thing. And I did that at a, a hospital in St. Louis. And that was part of my story. And then also that I worked at the Humane Society. I've never been able to choose from pe- between people and, and animals. So <laughs> Me either. I worked at the Humane Society as a volunteer as well and got to walk dogs and take them out and, and play with them and, and stuff like that. So yeah, I did both of those things. A lot of volunteer work, even as a child. And I just continue that now, but I continue it a little on a little bit higher level. And as I'm sure you have your uh, dogs laying probably on your feet and I have my dog laying on my feet, but I, I wonder why you went into healthcare. I wonder why you go to help people besides that and stories of, that, you know, you've shared before with me, there's many reasons, but uh, look, you started young. I, I love that. Started helping young and, and giving at a young age. I love seeing the candy, <laughs> candy stripers. We are going to take a quick break and say thank you to our sponsors, and we will be right back on Word of Mom Radio. She is brave. She is bold. She is you. And we want to tell your story. Are you ready to share your journey with us on Word of Mom Radio? Go to wordofmomradio.com and register as a guest. We want to tell your story because when you win, we all win. In 2017, Unsilenced Voices was formed to help survivors of domestic abuse and gender-based violence worldwide. The organization currently serves Sierra Leone, Rwanda, Ghana, and the USA. In 2022, Unsilenced Voices gifted over $33,000 to survivors in the USA. And in Sierra Leone, there are over 26 young girls who have been rescued from sex trafficking and domestic abuse and now going through vocational training school in order to better their lives. We need your help. Donations are critical in order for us to continue our work. We also need volunteers to help with research and development. Please visit unsilencedvoices.org for more information. Don't let the name fool you. Stadiumbags.com is not just for sports fans. Our clear bags make it easier for you to get into any venue that you go to. And in today's world where we are so concerned about germs, the materials that our bags are made with are strong enough to stand up to the solvents that you can use to clean your bag so you know you come home safely. Check out stadiumbags.com. You'll see why we are the clear choice, because safety, it's in the bag. And we are back here on Word of Mom Radio, and we are talking to Michelle Wyman about many, many things, including her accomplishments, all of the things that we have in common, things that she's learned in her life. I know you've lived a couple of places. I'm familiar with uh, St. Louis. I'm familiar with Las Vegas. 
What is your favorite place that you've ever been to or lived? Well, those are the only two places I've lived. Well, I lived in the suburbs in St. Louis also, but there's so much good stuff about Las Vegas and about St. Louis that I could not, I would not choose between the two of them. So let's (laughs) go with places I visited. We've been very fortunate. Christoph and I have been fortunate to be able to take multiple trips, whether it's cruising to the Bahamas or to Mexico or uh, cross-country trips. I, I love road trips. Car and driving across country. Yeah. And it, it's much easier because my husband does like to overpack and, <laughs> and also we get to take the dogs. So when we take our road trips, we get to take the dogs. Then with ultimate speaker competition, we've gotten to travel. We've gone to Philadelphia and that was one of my favorite ultimate speaker competitions was the one in Philadelphia where I got to ran up, run up the Rocky steps. This was right after I had uh, finally recovered from my long-term COVID. So I was a- actually able to breathe and I was able to go up the Rocky steps and, and see the, the Liberty Bell and, and the Ben Franklin Museum and stuff like that. And then we also have been to Orlando with Ultimate Speaker Competition. And we actually rented a huge Airbnb and our VIP stayed with us there. Really? And, and we did, it was the only, only time we ever did that, but it was so much fun. We had karaoke parties. We had our own <laughs> pool and hot tub in, in the Airbnb. And yeah, we had karaoke and we had dinner and together as a family. And it was just so much fun. So I've been so blessed to have been able to do those things Travel. with, with him. And, you know, and we, we've gone to Minnesota to see grandbabies and and Colorado Springs to see grandbabies and Omaha to see grandbabies. So we've been all over the place, just looking, you know, visiting with family and, and seeing stuff like that. So it's just been, it's been amazing. I don't know that my audience knows what the ultimate speaker competition is. So do you want to briefly just Ab- tell absolutely. them exactly what you're talking about? Absolutely. Ultimate speaker competition is a place where pe- we gather speakers, whether they've been, they're speakers like Jeanette, who have been speakers for a long time and who are very accomplished in speaking, or it's brand new speakers, never been on stage before and it, have no idea. We have three categories. It's the expert, inspirer, and storyteller. And there are, now there will only be five uh, people in each category. It used to be seven. We've cut it down to five. So it gives its people a chance, it's collaboration, connection, and competition. And so we actually do a whole day of speaker training where we put you on stage. The first hour that you're there, you're up on stage and and introducing yourself and holding a microphone and learning how to use a microphone and learning how to not move the microphone away from your mouth when you're talking. We, We intentionally use a handheld microphone because... If somebody has a, if we give you a headset, you never learn how to use the microphone. So it's that simple. It's talking about where to stand. If you're talking about the past, where to stand, if you're talking about the future, you know, it's all all those things that people don't realize that that you do that go into speaking. Speaking seems so easy. You get up on stage and you speak. It's like, maybe you're afraid of humans listening to you, but it seems so easy, but there's so much mechanics to it. There's and a lot try, that goes into it. We try to teach people that. We teach people how to speak off the cuff, you know, where you, you know, maybe I can't give all the secrets away, but where you have, we put you up on stage and say, here, talk about what it's like to be a superhero, <laughs> but it's stuff like that. It's, it was, it's great- I, I participated and it was a lot of fun. If you are a speaker or you want to learn how to be a speaker, it is definitely something that you want to look into. And we can put the link in 
in Absolutely. the bio too, um, so, so that people can contact you. And then you said the Rocky. So my son is obsessed with Rocky. We've just watched all of them. And we're, I'm going to Philadelphia. I'm going to be speaking for AMA and I'm going to Philadelphia and taking him with me because he's like, you're going to Philadelphia. I'm coming. I want to go up the Rocky stairs. I want to see everything. So that's funny. We're going to be doing that. I don't know that I've, I've probably been to the Philadelphia airport, but I don't know if I've actually seen the city. So look forward to that, which is funny. We're There's just... a lot of really neat things you can do there, uh, Jeanette, if you get a chance to go to all the different, they have so many museums. It's just, it's so historical. It's like but... Boston. I love Boston. Yeah. Um, the, so the many Rocky stuff was fun. Oh, he's going to, he's just, uh, he's so excited and it's a trip for the two of us, even though I'm going to be speaking and you know, maybe he can sit and see what I do, but it's fun just to connect and, and have that time together. Catch you of him with his arms up. Oh, definitely. Yeah. And Luke is very excited to see this. So we're, we're going to be doing that in January, actually speaking at AMA, which is a, another great organization, which I know that a company, and I know that, uh, Emilio, Daniela, I know that you guys know them too. We all know each other. There's, you know, it's, it's this small world in the world of speaking. So it's just funny how we all know each other. I love those defining moments. I talk a lot about defining moments. There were some huge defining moments in my life. That's why I became a speaker. What is a defining moment in your life that actually changed the outcome? You had to make a choice and you know, you weren't quite sure which way to go, but it changed the outcome of your life. I guess I I go with about 11 years ago. I was at a bar in St. Louis. I, I was recently divorced, not even divorced for a year yet. And I was at a bar and I met this guy. He asked me for his, for my phone number. And I'm like, no, I don't give my number to boys in bars. <laughs> and he said, well, will you take my phone number then? And I'm like, oh, never been asked. <laughs> but then we stepped outside the bar where I was waiting for our, our designated driver. And he came out and he said, okay, we're not in a bar anymore. Can I get your phone number? And I guess you can guess that that's my husband, Christoph Wyman, that asked me that. You guys so, met in a bar? <laughs> outside of a bar <laughs> in the bar but he got my yeah. number outside the bar but then after we were together for just a couple of weeks and and I mean you, you know you talked about you met your soulmate I we were just immediately we were together you know we were we we, yeah, were, we were bonded <laughs> and he said we'd only known each other for a couple of weeks and he said well I'm moving to Las Vegas and we were in St. Louis at the time and I'm like, well, I'm a nurse. I can work anywhere. Let's go to Las Vegas. So that would be a big defining moment would be the moment I said, okay, I'm going to leave my home. I'm going to leave St. Louis and move to Las Vegas with this guy that I've known for less than a month. <laughs> Imagine if your kids told you they were doing that. <laughs> but in fairness, like he did, like we met at the beginning of November and in December, beginning of December is when he moved to Las Vegas. And then he came back to St. Louis for Christmas. And then I actually came to Las Vegas for New Year's and Christoph's birthday is December 30th. So I came to, to Las Vegas for his birthday and for New Year's Eve. And then I interviewed for jobs while I was there. The end of, And then in February, he came and picked me and the puppies up and we moved to Las Vegas. <laughs> I mean, obviously it was meant to be. And you, I think, you you know, especially older, we've been through a lot. You know, you just know, I mean, immediately when I met yes. Brian, I knew. And 
I had moved to Memphis. So it was a long story in that, but I knew you just know, and, and look at all the things that you guys have done together again, power couple, they're doing great things together. So obviously it was meant to be, I just, I love that story though. I, and I didn't know that. So I learned something new. Now, if you would have told me you and Brian met in the bar, I'd be like, okay, that's it. We're just twins. No, uh, no, <laughs> we actually, uh, for all the, the you single people out there who are wondering how in the world do you meet people nowadays? We actually met on match. I was moving to Memphis to work in. I got a job at a hospital in Memphis and I just wanted friends. I wanted to, to meet some new people and it was a love at first talk and then love at first sight, I think, you know, and we just, we just really connected. We have like, I told him yesterday, I'm like, we have this magnets that just draws together. And also, I mean, we're a power couple in our own way. He does continuous improvement behind the scenes. I do it on stage. He's a lot, as you know, a lot quieter than I am. Kind of a big mouth. <laughs> I, I uh, you know, but uh, no, we did not meet at a bar. We met, okay. met on, in, Just check on out. match. <laughs> so, and you know what, when I first went on match, I don't know how this became a dating thing, but there was a few strange people on there that I met. I had almost given up. And gone back on after being off for a while. And it was like within a few minutes that we met. So I, you know, when it's meant to be, it's meant to be, I think, but I love, I love that story. Uh, here we are. We're telling people bars and match. <laughs> I should Literally, do a commercial for match. <laughs> right. Literally. I had never, ever, ever given my phone number to somebody that I met at a bar. Right. Never, I mean, ever. You know, it's not that a good was... practice probably. <laughs> And so that fact that the only one I ever gave my phone number to happened to be the guy that I married. <laughs> is he from okay. St. Louis too? No, he's actually from Ottawa, Illinois, which is kind of between Chicago and St. Louis. But then from there, he moved to the Philippines. He was a missionary for 10 years, lived over in that area for like 20 years. And then he moved to LA and then he moved to St. Louis to be closer to his kids who lived in the Midwest. And okay, so a missionary, um, told you. You guys are doing great things uh, for all of it. So I, that's, you guys are awesome. I hope that everybody's learning some stuff from this and, and hearing, you know, some great things. As we wrap up, what advice would you give our audience to live their own extraordinary lives? If you get a chance to watch, there's a show called The Blue Zones. It's about living to be a hundred uh -huh. years old. Love I it. know. I, I was, I was fascinated. And they talk about finding your sole purpose, your icky guy and finding your soul's purpose and following it. And I think that to live the extraordinary life, you follow your soul's purpose. You don't, it's okay to change. Sometimes it's, you change. You know, I always wanted to be a nurse. That's all I wanted to be. But now I want to do more. I want to do life coaching. I want to do retreats. I'm following my soul's purpose. And that's what all I can tell people to do is follow your soul purpose, follow what you're supposed to go. Don't be afraid. Be fearless, man. I tell people, uh, I call those the, the, your, your inner superhero traits, your unique qualities that make you happy. And that's really your sole purpose. Doesn't mean you have to do it for your career. It means that maybe an hour a week you do it. Maybe it's something, but do something that makes you happy and, and find that sole purpose and use it to serve others. So I think that's a great piece of advice. I'm going to use that after for my little few minutes of coaching. I was, I, and I actually already was going to use sole purpose because you mentioned it earlier. So funny that you said that. Yeah, but well, yeah, I'm the same your wavelength. Your icky guy. Yeah. Well, I, I read all the Blue Zones and then just recently saw that they had the show too. If you haven't heard of or seen or read the Blue Zones, you have to. It's it's amazing at what you know how people live 
long, happy lives. Thank you, Michelle, for being here today. And thank you so much for having me on the show. It's such an honor and I appreciate you so much and everything that you do. Thank you. Thank you everyone for listening today. I wanted to talk a few minutes about your soul purpose. It's one of the things I talk a lot about and Michelle mentioned it, which ironic and not ironic, right? We, we think a lot alike. Soul purpose, that's the reason you're here. That's the reason that you were put here. What is your soul purpose? How do you find it? Start by finding what makes you happy. What makes you the happiest? Sit down and think about when are you the happiest? What are you doing during that time and connect to that? Once you find your sole purpose, as I said uh, during the recording, it doesn't mean that you have to work 40 hours or 80 hours or whatever a week in that. You can choose to do that for your career. Like for me speaking, I love to speak. I love to help people. But if that's not a possibility, at least spend some time every week in your sole purpose. And if you can use that to serve others, it really, really will make the world a better place, a happier place. People in general will be happier if they can connect to their sole purpose and then use that to serve others. So again, find what makes you happy. Do what you can to spend some time every weekend. If you can't you do that as a career and then use that to help others in whatever way. Every job is important no matter what you're doing, but everyone is here and has a sole purpose. And I truly believe that. Thank you so much, Michelle, for joining us today. And thank you, everyone. We're going to close out the show today with our theme song from Smith Sisters Bluegrass. So on behalf of everyone here at Word of Mom Radio, this is Jeanette Paxia saying, be super, find your sole purpose, and enjoy your life. Thank you for listening. For Ordinary People, Extraordinary Lives. She is sure. She is sure. She is strong. She is strong. She is true. She is true. She is brave, she is brave, she is bold, she is bold, she is you, she is you, she is you, she is you, she is sure, she is sure, she is strong, she is strong, she is true, she is true, she is brave, she is brave, she is bold, she is bold, she is you, she is you, she is you, she is you, sure of herself, yeah, she takes care of biz, powerful and strong, yeah, she knows who she is, has integrity, woman strong and true. This woman is you. She is sure. She is sure. She is strong. She is strong. She is true. She is true. She is brave. She is brave. She is bold. She is bold. She is you. She is you. She is you. She is you. She is sure. She is sure. She is strong. She is strong. She is true. She is true. She is brave. She is brave. She is bold. She is bold. She is you. She is you. She is you. She is you. Adds value and hope. Has proved to be brave. Never too late, never time to behave. Reaching for dreams, doesn't matter the age. Believes in herself, unleashed from her cage. She is sure, she is sure, she is strong, she is strong, she is true, she is true. She is brave, she is brave, she is bold, she is bold, she is you, she is you, she is you, she is you, she is sure, she is sure, she is strong, she is strong, she is true.